All right, everybody, I'm not going to wait around too long here. It is 11.03 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it is the Friday of the second day of March Madness. What a day it was today. We have Xavier rallying from 13 down in the second half to come back and beat 14-seeded Kennesaw State. We had a 16-seed beating a 1-seed. Right now, I'm looking at the TV. I see Memphis is up 2 on uh, FAU. Indiana's up 5 on Kent State. That just started uh kansas state slim lead 34 28 at the half that's on cbs so much to talk about we're going to be taking your calls all night i know that rick is in here um, i'm also doing this from my hotel room in greensboro so if i get a noise complaint i'm gonna have to shut things down so just bear with me through the night but i know that we have a bunch of people in here already so um, if you have anything that you want to share if you have anything on your mind from the day hop in um, I will I will absolutely have all of you on here, and I will take all of your calls all night long. I see so many people joining already. It is Friday night. It is St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. And there are 71 people in this space already, and it's been going for two minutes. So I can't wait to talk about everything with you. Of course, we're going to talk all about the Xavier game from today, get everybody's thoughts. I'll share my thoughts quickly on it. Um, I got the sense from Xavier just uh, – wait, let me, let me back up here just real quick before, uh, before I get into that. Xavier today, going into the day, only had 13 minutes of NCAA tournament experience under their belt. That was Adam Kunkel. He played in uh, two games for Belmont in the NCAA tournament. Outside of that, that was it. Jack Nunji was hurt. He didn't play in the NCAA tournament when he was at Iowa – and uh, when Jerome Hunter was at Indiana, they didn't make the NCAA tournament. So when he, when Xavier uh, tipped the ball off today, that was really the start of everybody's NCAA tournament experience. And it is a different experience. Look, when you're playing in an environment like this, and I'm not going to say that, that Xavier had a small crowd. I don't think Xavier had a small crowd because Xavier's crowd filled in, especially you know after tip-off and as the game went along. But when you're a 14 seed... Not only are you from just north of Atlanta, and, and it's probably, uh, you know, it's, it's not that far of a drive to get up here, but it's their first NCAA tournament game ever. I'm talking about Kennesaw State. First ever NCAA tournament game. You're coming off all this momentum of winning the Atlantic Sun, getting to the tournament. You've, tra- you've turned your program around, all of this. I got to give it to them. They had an electric chant. It's going to be stuck in my head. I just couldn't stop singing it all day. It was going all afternoon. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, they brought probably half of the arena. And then when you're a 14 seed, not only do you have half of the arena, but you get all the neutrals too. There was even a Butler fan. I saw a Butler jersey across the way from me. There was a Butler fan there. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, there weren't too many upsets yesterday. There were two big upsets, Furman and Princeton. But a lot of people called the Furman upset. And... Now you're thinking, all right, day two of the tournament started. Yesterday, six of the 16 games had one and two seeds. And now all of a sudden, you're, you're getting more of the 413s. You're getting some of the 512s. You're getting this 8-9 FAU Memphis game, setting up for a, a, maybe a more exciting day of the tournament. Well, in the second game of the day, you have a 14 seed almost beating a three seed. And Xavier... For 30, 30-ish minutes, 31 minutes of the game, got outplayed. I mean, Kennesaw State came out. They threw a punch about eight minutes into the game. Xavier didn't answer 
till there was under 10 minutes to play. And then all of a sudden, Xavier's offense came alive. And I don't think, and this again goes back to what I was going to say earlier, Xavier's defense was not the issue today. And I got that sense, you know, being in the locker room after the game, just around the guys, the the defense was not the issue today. And you, you kept hearing that over and over. Again, it was the offense that struggled today. They only made two threes. You tell me that the third best three-point shooting team in the entire country only made two threes today. I would have told you, yeah, it's probably not a good recipe for success, but they overcome that. And then at the very end of the game, what what happens? A Xavier team that all year has struggled so mightily on the defensive side of the floor, they need one stop. With the shot clock off, the crowd behind their opponent, everybody in the arena, around the country, around the world, watching that game, wanting a 14 seed to get it done. And Jack Dungey comes over, and he gets it done. Gets a block, game-saving block. Sule Boom goes down, makes the free throws, and that effectively ends the game. Xavier survives, and I think really that's all that matters. And that was a huge point that I thought of last week against DePaul, where Xavier was losing, and they hadn't won a Big East tournament game in four years, and it was going to take a lot. It was going to take them climbing a mountain to get over the hump and win that game. It just felt like they had to break down the barriers. I talked about that. You know, we talk about so many of the fun things in sports. We talk about, you know, the, the nuances, right? Like the things that don't matter, like the green court, all these fun little fan narratives, all these little storylines that we talk about. And, you know, to all of that, what you're talking about, you know, some of the worst memories for, for recent Xavier fans of the Wisconsin game being on a green court, the Florida State game being on a green court, and you're thinking to yourself, oh, my goodness, is it happening again? And Kennesaw State, to their credit, they came out, they played hard, and they punked Xavier for 30 minutes, but it didn't matter because in the end, Xavier got it done. And, and that's, that is truly all that matters in this game to now on Sunday be able to play a pit team that, again, I think Xavier matches up pretty well against, but we will get plenty more into that later there is absolutely no doubt in my mind, there is zero doubt how I am going to start this show. There is only one account who I will accept first, and we have plenty of requests. I will get to each and every single one of you, but there is one and one account only who I will be taking first. Jerome Hunter Fan Club, the floor is yours, my friend. I'm praying, I am praying here that we connect because for the amount of hearts that we're getting, and I also hope that this is a situation where I can't, where I can hear you. Hold on. I can't hear you yet. I can't hear you yet, Jerome. So if you're, if you're giving, if you're giving your love to Jerome Hunter, I cannot hear you. Hold on just a second. He left. Could anybody please give me a thumbs up if anybody could hear Jerome Hunter? If you could hear Jerome Hunter, give me a thumbs up. If you could not give me a thumbs down, nobody could hear Jerome Hunter. I'm going to add him back. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We'll get him back in here. This might be my connection. Let me, I'm going to take it off Wi-Fi. Hold on. This is my end. I'm working with, I'm working with the hotel Wi-Fi here. Hold on, Jerome. Stick with me. Hold on. Right now. And I'm not taking another call until you can get on here. I'm going to remove you, and I'm going to add you back. Jerome, you almost had 30 points today. Jerome Hunter Fan Club here. You're an extension of that. 
Hold on. I'm going to get you back. I just invited you, Jerome Hunter Fan Club. If I don't get it here, I'm going to have to go to somebody else and see if I can test the connection. Because I am on data now. I took it off of Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi has been in and out. I just about threw my phone the other night when I first checked into the hotel. I had to call the support services to try and get the Wi-Fi connected. Support service told me they only service the phone. There's a landline in my room. Come on, Jerome Hunter Fan Club. All right. You there? Nope, nothing yet. Nothing yet. Drum Hunter Fan Club, I'm going to go to Doc Rock here in about five seconds if I don't get an invite from you. Really, all this is doing is building the, uh, the anticipation, which is fine with me. I see he left the space. All right, Doc Rock, I'm going to go to you. See if I can get you on here. Doc Rock, can you hear me? Unmute yourself, Doc. Can you hear me? There we go. I can hear you, Doc, loud and clear. Okay. Go ahead. I, let me start with a generality. All okay. Right. The floor is yours, All Doc. Right. Is it the Gold Cup? No. Is it the Super Bowl? No. Is it the Kentucky Derby? No. NBA Finals? <laughs> no. What is the greatest sporting event of all? It's the first week of the NCAA tournament. Can I get an amen? Amen, Is anybody even going to question that? That is a fact, Jack. Okay, now we got four teams. How many of these Big East teams are going to make it to the Sweet 16? How cool would it be if all four made it? Well, you know what I'm going to tell you right now, Doc? Today was an... Today was an $8 million day for the Big oh East. Oh, my God. Two, $2 million a win. Today was an $8 million Woo. day for the conference. How about that? Says Jack, man. How about so, that? So what would you do? If you was just going to bet, would you say two of them will make it? <sighs> Let's see here. Let's run through it. Xavier's playing Pitt. You have to like Xavier's chances against Pitt. Um, I will say I will say two make it. Um, I, I will say at least two make yeah. it. I will say at least two. I think um, I think Creighton matches up pretty decently with Baylor in a sense of, you know, two teams that can score at a pretty high rate. But Baylor has been pretty susceptible to teams uh, lately. And, and Baylor's taken some really bad losses. So I wouldn't be shocked if Creighton won that game. And then UConn. I mean, I think UConn. Boy, they're rolling. Smoke. I think they smoke St. Mary's. rolling, man. They're hot. I think – I think UConn smokes St. Mary's. So if, if we're sitting here, well, we will not be sitting here on Sunday night because I'm going to be driving home from Greensboro, North Carolina. But I, uh, if Xavier or if the Big East has three teams in the Sweet 16 come midnight on Sunday, um, I would not be surprised. And if all four made it, honestly, I would not be I shocked. Mean, that's, that's fair. Okay, now we got to talk about dads, right? I think it's pretty easy to see what happened, man. I think the bright lights got him. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, and I don't think I, I think he will have recovered from that by Sunday. I think, he, you know, he did not play a good game. We all know that we all loved us, but he, you know, he was he was he was not the guy we've been seeing, but he will be back. No, I think you're right on, Doc. I think that this is a game and we talk more about, you know, how the experience in this tournament affects a lot of this team and how 
a lack of tournament experience may have affected this team. And, you know, I asked Sean about that in the, in the post-game interview that I, I tweeted out um, or, 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 uh, earlier this afternoon, and I, and I asked them directly. I just said, how much does that play into, you know, the, the last few minutes of that game where you need guys to step up when the lights are brightest? And even though they didn't have the tournament experience, you have a guy like Sule Boom who's been around college basketball for five years. Kunkel, five years. Jack Nunji, five years. I mean, I know he was hurt, but the point stands. Right. These guys have been around the game. They've played in hostile environments. It might not be the NCAA tournament, but they know what it's like to play in a hostile environment. And today, I would say it was. I mean, oh, I, granted, 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 I, I will also ca- qualify that with saying Adam and I were sitting directly in front of the KSU section. So it maybe was a little different for us if we had been sitting over on the Xavier side it may have been a little different but you know I I tweeted at one point it really was deafening from the Xavier crowd and you could tell that even across the arena so from that perspective I I definitely heard it but getting back to your point about Dez I mean those were plays that we really just haven't seen Dez make lately you know the turnovers especially and and getting you know when a, a hedge came out and and he'd try to dribble through his legs and he lost the ball that happened a couple of times and you know, just when, when the when when he, when they needed him to step up there in the end, and he and he didn't do it. I look, you're talking about a freshman who's who's being absolutely relied on to play in the NCAA tournament, and um, you know, it's it's a learning experience, and I don't think you can take that away from anybody. It's a great learning experience on a on a Friday against a 14 seed. Absolutely. And, and another thing, kind of in a similar topic, is that Big East tournament totally prepared us for the dance. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. Those games, that atmosphere, it, it, we couldn't have custom ordered a better situation. Yeah, it would have been great to do better against Marquette, but I think it got our guys in their heads of understanding just how serious they got to play, how, you know, how tenacious they have to be. And I think that's going to help us here on Sunday. Oh, you're exactly right, Doc, especially now playing against a team like Pitt, who, I mean, Pitt's won two games in the NCAA tournament already. They survived a thriller against Mississippi State on Tuesday night in Dayton. Mississippi State probably should have won that game, had two open looks at the end, couldn't convert either of them. And then Pitt comes out today and just blows the doors off of Iowa State. I mean, Iowa State. I couldn't believe it. They did not have a field goal until the 9.55 mark in the first half. They went 10.05 in that game, and their only points were two free throws. That's it. That was crazy. It was crazy. Hey, let me ask you something, Paul. Uh, All right, Doc. The the point guard uh, that they had that was kind of like the halfback, do you think he's kind that Trey Green is kind of that kind of a player? Oh, my goodness. You know, I see Rick in here, and I don't want to put Rick on the spot. I, he would know the answer to that question a whole lot better okay. than me. I guess okay. I, I guess size-wise, I'll be honest, I, I don't – I'm not going to sit here and compare the two when I I don't know 100%. You know, I've seen a little bit of Trey's tape and, and what he's done, you know, obviously from the mixtapes. Rick would know the answer to that a whole lot better than yeah. I would. I'm not going to sit here and directly compare them, but – um. But Rick might be able to, too, if, if he joins on Okay, later. man. You know, we. I mean, one thing, and it's we got to love the tenacity, the perseverance, yes. the grit, the 
funk. And it's not easy to come back back when two-thirds of the place is screaming at you and, you know, serious stress and pressure and you're behind and the other team, the, the basketball god is helping the other team out at every opportunity. And, and our boys just kept coming at it. Man, I was so proud of them. And you know what? This might sound weird. I thought we were going to win it the whole game. I, ne- I, well, I never had any doubt. Well, that's right, Doc. That's absolutely right. People need – we need more people like you, Doc. Well, we, are you here? In, are you here in Greensboro? No, man. I applied for a passport, and they denied my passport beca- because oh. of some previous uh, bad behavior. Hey, man, it's, I love you guys. I love all the fans. I love the team, and we're going to the Sweet 16. You watch. All right, Doc. I'll see you in Kansas City next week. That's what I'm talking about. All right. See you, Doc. All right. I'm going to try them again. Jerome Hunter Fan Club, let's get you in here. Come on now. Hold on. Now, it says it's connecting. I don't talk until I see if I can hear you. I think this might be on your end. And I'm going to tell you what, Jerome, you better bring the heat because you've been building this up now for three different times of me trying to get you on the show. And I'm bound and determined to do it. But it doesn't look like it's connected. I'm the little the, the little wheel thing is spinning again. I'll try as many times as it needs before I can get you on here. <clears throat> Maybe go outside, hold the phone up, extend the little antenna, climb up to the top of a tree. All right, Jerome. You're gonna have to, here's what you do, Jerome. Turn your phone off and turn it back on again. Just sent me a DM. He said, I think it's on my end. I'll be back. All right. Oh, boy. I don't know what I'm going to get here. Reed. Reed Mouse. You're you're locked in on the Hoosiers right now. What do you got for me, Reed? Hey, Paul. First off, I just want to say hey. thank you for everything you do. What you do for the conference, what you do for Xavier, what you do for the sport of basketball <laughs> is absolutely fantastic. And I just want to thank you for that. So thank you, Paul. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome, Reed. What's going on, man? Well, secondly, I've never seen the Xavier Musketeers dominate a game like they did today, so it was awesome to see that. Um, Start to finish, right? 40, that was their game to lose, and they ended up on the right side. And it got a little hairy at the end. That was the one thing is the final eight minutes. I could say that's when they played their worst basketball. So I was very proud of them for that. You know that – when I was on Twitter today, that's what I saw a lot of people saying. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying that Xavier really just didn't play all that well in the last eight minutes. Correct. That, that's when they played their worst basketball. Luckily, they, they got out with the, the hair on their chin. Um, and then the final thing I've got to say, in honor of Jerome Hunter Fan Club, all praise and honor to our Lord and Savior, Jerome Hunter. Uh, the perfect – he's a musky Hoosier, perfect basketball player. See you. See you, Paul. <laughs> Goodbye, Reed. All right, Reed Mouse, always the best. Southern Muskie. Go ahead, Southern Muskie. Hey, Paul, can you hear me? Actually, before you say that, for anybody that's listening, Reed Mouse and I work together at Chatterbox Sports nine hours a day. So if anybody wants to go give Reed a follow, he and I, uh, he and I host shows together at Chatterbox uh, during the day, and uh, you, sh- you should give Reed a follow. He's a very entertaining follow. So go, go follow Reed. And uh, follow Chatterbox Sports, too. 
Um, just want to give everybody a shout out over there. All right, go ahead. Southern I was going to say he stole my thunder. <laughs> I was literally going to congratulate you, and all of a sudden he comes on and thanks you. It's just like, well, all right, cool, man. Thanks for stealing uh, my, uh, no. my material. No, Reed's, Reed's, <laughs> Reed's great. Reed's great. He's always got his shtick, and I'll tell you what, nobody sticks to their shtick <laughs> better than Nicholas No, Reed definitely. Now. So I'm not going to talk too much because I do want Jerome Hunter's fan club to talk a lot about Jerome Hunter whenever he gets connected. But um, it was three emotions with today. It was one that I was happy. I was happy for Jerome Hunter. Career game. He is the reason why this team won. And, you know, Jack had to play the game. But Hunter saved Savior season with this game, with his performance. Very proud of him. Um, thankful. Yeah. Thankful that Xavier won. But at the same time, it was, not going to lie, it was frustrating, you know, upsetting seeing just to me, I thought it was a lot of nerves with this team. I thought they were nervous. I thought they – I don't want to say they got caught slipping, but it was just they were not prepared to handle what Kennesaw State – and granted, they probably had the game of their career against us, you know. Um, but you know what? It goes back to where I, I look at the hope. Like, okay, they were down at the half. Could they have come back? You know, I never lost that – as soon as once we went past 10 minutes, it was like, okay, it's slowly kind of slipping away up until they changed things around at that point. So yeah, for me, it was good. And I know they're going to play Pitt. Pitt really had a good game. Is this going to be what, you know, it was like today with Pitt? It doesn't worry me. I think they woke up and they realized what they had to do, to, you know, to win the game. They're going to be well-prepared to go against Pitt. Um yeah, I, I'm not too worried, per se. It was a little bit alarming today. But, you know, I think from seeing, you know, what Jerome had to do today to, you know, eventually the team kind of picked up the, the slack, I think we're going to be in good hands um, at this point. But we'll have to wait and see, you know. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I Again, I, I don't want to totally just, you know, beat a dead horse with it. But I do think that there is something to the effect of just – as we always say in basketball, you know, seeing one go through and, uh, you know, for Xavier to hold Kennesaw State two of their last 15 from the field, um, the, uh, sorry, <coughs> sorry. Oh my goodness. Do we, we need some water here. <laughs> No, we, <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I, uh, I think I'm good. I think I'm good here. 20, 24 points for the Owls in the second half, as opposed to 43 in the first half. Um, yeah, I just think, uh, you know, Xavier going basically six deep today. I mean, Cesar Edwards played three minutes, um, had a foul and a rebound, and, and that was about it for Cesar. Didn't score, didn't even take a shot. Um, so, really, Xavier went six deep. And, and to be honest, as far as production goes, went five deep with the starters because Des Claude only had the one free throw, a couple of rebounds and assists, but the four turnovers. So, Des will have the rock here for the next two days. I think a lot of it, too, is that, you know, do you, like, not? I'm not asking you this question, but it's like suspecting that, you know, Jones and Boom have a very slow start. And then you have someone like Hunter that picks up the slack, and then eventually they come along the way. And for me, it's like I – you never know because it is March. I mean, we did see – yeah. we did see Purdue or Pooh 
do lose <laughs> to FDU. Perdon. Perdon. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's it's interesting. I I still believe they will make it to the second weekend. I do believe that they can beat Pitt. Um, but I think today was just more lines of shake out the nerves. It's like, you know, this is the first time you've been here since, well, for any of these guys, it's their first time too, except for Kunkel, of course, but you know, shake it off, shake off the cobwebs, shake off the nerves. And then you go from there. Um, but honestly, outside of that, I mean, this is Jerome Hunter's day. If there is one thing I hope he remembers for the rest of his life is that he is the reason why this team is still in the tournament. I, I just yeah. can't, like, I'm going to let Hunter praise him the most because he has the right, <laughs> every right to do it. Um, I just, I, so proud of what it's just, just unbelievable. I, I can't recall a performance like that from a Xavier player in recent memory. It is just. Well, and I think I think the biggest thing about what Jerome did today was that he didn't score 24 points on a million shots. It wasn't it wasn't just that he scored, it was how he scored exactly. them. He was efficient. Yep. He was 8 of 11 from the floor and he didn't miss a free throw. He was 8 for 8 from the line. 5 rebounds, one turnover. I mean, what more could you have asked for today? And it was like he said in a press conference. I just didn't want to go exactly. home. I didn't want to didn't want to stop playing. This will be the last thing I'll say, and I'll let everybody else talk. But it's it's just what I noticed with him is just he was just aggressive. You know, he wanted it. You know, he didn't want to go home. And you know, it's like you yep. know what? I know my teammates are down. Don't worry. I'm going to be the man that's going to step up. And I'm going to take it. And he did it. You know, he yep. just fearless. And I I yep. hope he knows that I don't know if he listens to any of these spaces or not or reads tweets, <laughs> but I hope he knows that long after he leaves Xavier to go on to whatever he does in life, we're always going to remember him for this kind of performance. And the reason why we're still in it is because of him. That's all I have to say. I am done. Let's go X. See you guys on Sunday. Hey, Southern Muskie. Thanks for talking. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I think the thing about Jerome, like I said, it was just not only that he scored the 24 points, it was how he scored them. It just, just a phenomenal day. And I'm going to try for a fifth time to bring him in here. By God, I hope, he hap- I hope it happens this time. But the little wheelie thing is taking a while to connect. Jerome, Jerome Hunter fan club, I will say. I don't know if you're at Dana's or if you're at MLT's, if you're in a valley Maybe you're driving through Appalachia to get down here to Greensboro for Sunday and you don't have any service. I don't know what you're doing, but whatever you're doing, it ain't working. Jerome Hunter put on the performance of a lifetime today. You've been tweeting all day. You've had maybe your best day on Twitter all season. And I come in expecting an Oscar-worthy performance, but your Wi-Fi is letting you down or your data Maybe Verizon, AT&T, I don't know, your cell provider. Call up somebody. Get somebody on the line. The emojis are coming through. You're spamming the emojis. All right, I'm going to go. Trust me, I see everybody. I'm going to take all the calls. One thing before I take another call, I just saw a tweet. Um, somebody, uh, Somebody tweeted back at me. DJ Bryce tweeted back 
and uh, was talking about the defense and said our defense by our guards was pretty bad three-fourths of the game. Boone, Boone, Sule Boone was a turnstile, didn't look like he wanted to get physical. Their guards were much more aggressive. I will say, when Xavier made the decision to switch Colby Jones onto the point guard, that was a, a major difference there. We know Sule Boom has had defensive issues this year, and Colby Jones picked up that fourth foul. He had to play a little differently in the last few minutes than he would have had to without the four fouls. Um, but I do think that Xavier's defense overall, I mean, it's, it's not the issue. That's the third game in a row that Xavier has held the opponent to less than 68 points. Um, Kennesaw State was at .95 points per possession, which, you know, it's not elite, but anything under one, you would say, is is a fairly good number. So, um, you know, from that perspective, I mean, did the, the Owls shot 42% from the field, 5 and 19 from 3, 26% there. It's just, I didn't think the defense was the issue today. I thought 2 for 12 from 3 was the issue. Um, and the other thing, too, is, you know, 2 for 12, that's not a ton of attempts either. It's not just that Xavier wasn't making them. They just didn't get a ton of attempts, especially in the second half. Xavier in the second half today only took five threes. That's that's uncharacteristic for Xavier. But again, still, somehow, they figured out a way to win. All right. I see Matt, I see Beans, I see Moore, I see Yaya, I see everybody here in the chat. I'm going to go to Matty Kells first. Matt, you were in attendance today. You were at the arena. I did not get to see you, but I saw you from a distance. Matt, I want you to tell me what the Xavier crowd was like because you were right in the middle of it. What was the game like from the crowd over there and how you feeling right now? Yeah, Paul, it was, uh, it was a great experience. Greensboro is real loud. You know, shout out to Kennesaw State. They traveled really well. You know, we had Xavier fans all around the arena. And, you know, when things started getting hot, uh, Xavier started showing out and the crowd got into it. Um, it was really exciting. Uh, you know, we made our way from the upper deck down to the lower bowl. And, um, you know, the stars aligned and we were able to get close to the floor and, you know, catch the action in the second half. You know, I was going to say, Matt, it felt like there were a lot of Xavier fans that as the game went on, it kind of clustered together down there behind the bench. Yeah, a lot of folks went that way. Um, I know we had some uh, Iowa State fans, um, some Penn State fans that were in the section where we were that were cheering for Xavier. There were some folks that weren't cheering for Xavier. Um, but yeah, they started getting rowdy towards the end and they started to believe <laughs> absolutely so so matt any thoughts on the game today any anything you want to share yeah it was um i thought it was a really exciting game you know from where we were sitting we didn't see what happened between uh boom and kunkel i wanted to see if you've uh touched on that yet and get your perspective on that but uh you know a heart heart beating uh game high stress high energy but you know we were we were bleeding blue down on the front row and you know, we're looking to bleed blue on Sunday. Are, are you are you sticking through? Uh, are you going to be here on Sunday? I'm ready to rock and roll. Do you know the time for Sunday? Are you going to hint that here on uh, the show? That is a great question. I'm assuming that it's going to drop while we're doing the spaces. So when I see it, I will let you know. I have not seen it tweeted out yet. But um, if I if I see it while we're on here, I got Twitter up on one screen and I got Florida Atlantic and Memphis on the TV. I got Kansas State. I got, we, we got all the screens being monitored here. So uh, if I see the times, 
I'll let you know. But as far as the scuffle goes, to get back to your question, though, Matt, um, Adam Baum from the Inquirer, wrote, he tweeted out uh, a little uh, bit about it. He walked in the locker room. So when, <clears throat> when the game ends, uh, the players go back into the locker room. Then uh, Sean will go back and talk to the team, gives it a few minutes, what they call a cooling down period. And then that's before the media can come in and, and talk to the players, get their interviews, do whatever they need to do. And then the players will go out, talk to the press uh, at the press conference and everything else. So when the locker room was open, it just means that the guys are sitting in there. They're you know just sitting on their phones, sitting at their lockers, and you can talk to whoever you want. And uh, Adam and Sule were sitting in there, and they were both watching the scuffle because obviously it was trending on Twitter and you know, it was all over the place. So, yeah, they, they were both sitting there kind of laughing about it with each other and, and, and smiling to each other and, and talking about it. And I think it was just, you know, heat of the moment. It's a very competitive situation. And then sounded like maybe there was a miscommunication. I don't know, you know, who was saying who to what, but there was a miscommunication there. And um, we talked more about it. I had Adam Baum on the, on the rebound rundown. I'm going to do a special Saturday episode tomorrow. And uh, he and I, broke it down a little more. So if you want more on it, I'll tease the show and uh, make sure you all can uh, go in and listen to that. Yeah. Fantastic Paul. Uh, all right. Hey, one, uh, one other question for you. Did you happen to see my, uh, my uh, one shining moment with the uh, skyline chili shoes this afternoon? Oh my God. No. What happened? <laughs> um, yeah. I was uh, just giving my little shout out, my good luck charm. Uh, you know, before today's game, and they uh, showed some love for my Skyline Chili Shoes. Uh, we'll be game time decision on, the on Sunday for it. On the What's broadcast? Uh, no, from the university. From the university. Oh, no, I didn't see that. That's great. <laughs> no, I didn't I'll see send, that. I'll send it your way and give you a good laugh for the evening. All right, Matt. You're the man, and I'll see you on Sunday. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. See you, brother. All right, I'm going to go to – oh, boy. All right, Beans. You're up, Beans. All right, Beans. One of my favorite, one of my favorite Twitter follows. Oh, thank go you, ahead, thank Beans. you, thank you, thank you. I would like to speak for Jerome Hunter Fan Club. I do not know who Jerome Hunter Fan Club is, but um, I wish them the best in getting their data Wi-Fi fixed up. I know the pain. Jerome is the truth. Jerome is king. Jerome – Everyone doubted him. He came back. He's king. He saved us. That's all I got for Jerome. But talking a little shop here, you mentioned that Xavier only took, what, five threes in the second half. Is that correct? That is absolutely spot on, Beans. That is what I call attentive listening. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I From uh, one JV high school bench player, well, I played JV, but I was benched on varsity, but whatever, uh, to another – I think part of that probably was because we were one for 50 in the last two games on threes. So when your threes aren't going down, <laughs> let's attack the hoop, get some confidence. I feel like Sule did that with a couple floaters, layups, all that beans, kind of stuff. And beans. What? Beans. I, I'm, does anything in this world make you more excited than when a player gets to the basket? No, I love it. I love it. That's my game. I get to the basket. I love when other players get to the hoop. Yeah, I don't think there is anything in the world that makes Beans have a better day on God's green earth 
than when a basketball player puts his head down and gets to the rack. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Not puts his head down. A nice, you know, crossover or backdoor cut or a cutoff ball, mm. some good ball movement. I'm uh, you are setting you are setting yourself up to be a phenomenal CYO basketball coach oh. in about 16 years. Yeah, 16 years seems about right. Got to got to get a, a lady friend first, but you know, besides the point. Let's get back oh, let's God. get back to Beans, basketball. Are let's we get, doing that at 11:40? Let's get back to Xavier basketball. God. I'm I'm looking it's, forward to I'm looking forward to Pitt watching that that Pitt Iowa State game was like my eyes bleeding out. That was what did this Iowa State scored like 20 points in 30 minutes of basketball? Do you yeah, see it? Yeah, it was not good. Do you, and I don't know too much about Pitt. I know Jeff Capel is the bag man, uh, or he was the bag man. But do you see it being more of a rock fight like Pitt's last two games with Mississippi State and now Iowa State? Or do you see it kind of being a, a little bit no, of a running gun? No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Pitt's middle of the road on tempo, middle, almost exactly middle of the road, 181st in tempo. Um, but they're 26th offensively. They, they're outside the top 100 defensively. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier, where it's a really bad comparison because it's not apples to apples. But it's it's almost like when you're looking at the offense and the defense, that Xavier's kind of a better pit where they rely on their offense, but their offense is better. And then they have a better defense. So it's, it's not a good example for me to compare the two. Um, but it's it's kind of the same. You, you sort of just get an idea. It's kind of like the other night when we were talking about, you know, when Rick was giving his preview and he was talking about one of the scorers for Kennesaw State. And it says, you know, like kind of reminds you of like how Trayvon Blewett scored. And you think to yourself, oh, my God, you're playing Trayvon Blewett. No, 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 no. It's just the same idea. I would say that's more kind of in line with that. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I did hear you say that on uh, 700 Radio. I think that was you. Was that you, Paul Frickner? Or was that, that was, a, someone well, else? Paul Frickner was on there, yes. Oh, someone else, someone else. Okay. Um, yeah. One other thing, then I will, will sign off here. Speaking of Kennesaw State, a scorer, I don't know who it was, what his last name was, Youngblood or the other guy? Chris Youngblood. Was it the – he was really short, and I think it was Nunji he was driving on or someone, and he literally was so low to the ground that he put his offhand on the ground to help him, like, turn. And his head was at Colby. It was Colby. It was, it was Colby. Colby. It happened right. In, it happened right in front of me. That was Colby's fourth foul. Oh my good! I, what? From one, it was. I'm, so, an, it, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an intramural ref. You know, I'm trained by the best of them, Glenn Arnold. You were one of. You were one of the best intramural refs. I should say. Yeah. Thank you. Thank if, you. I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know if Nate Bone is listening into this, but whenever I had you and. Whenever I had you and uh, Nate Bone on my games, I knew that I was not going to get a Brian O'Connell or Jeffrey Anderson situation. Oh, oh thank you, thank you, thank you. But it's yes. like one of those – the reason I bring that up is like it's Purdue versus uh, FDU. Like how do you guard someone that short? Like I think, you know, they did their best with the quickness and, and shortness. But, you know, shout out to all our short kings. But it's hard when they, when someone gets that low or, you know, they're they're feisty. But I don't know. I'm ready for Sunday. Hopefully we get, you know, either that, that second time slot, whether it's 2 o'clock or 12.40. But I'm, I'm going to tell you what, for my, for my sleep schedule, I am begging for, uh, I don't know, 12.40 or 2 o'clock. But the one thing I will say, actually, uh, this is a good point. I don't know if anybody's listening that's down here in Greensboro. With Kentucky is going to play in the same session, and Big Blue Nation damn near sold out that arena tonight. So – if if you're going or if you're thinking about going or if you know people that are going and you want to get in the building, 
Xavier and Kentucky will play in the same session. I don't know when the schedule will be. I'm assuming Kentucky will get a fairly primetime slot. Um, I, uh, you know, if anybody's thinking about tickets, get on it now because Kentucky will definitely be selling tickets. All right. Thank you, Paul. Good work. Beans, Keep it up. Be- Beans, hold on a second. If there are any mid-20s females. Oh, get out of here. Nope. I'm out. I'm out. Stop. Space, nope. Stop. Slide into Beans DMs. No, nope, no, nope, we're good. St. Right, Patrick's Day. It's your favorite day of the year. Bye, Beans. I was just trying to help my man Beans out. All right, let's go to Scott. Let's go to Scott. <laughs> Scott, go ahead. Paul, first time, long time, man. Appreciate uh, you guys having these spaces. Hey, I just uh, absolutely. I wanted to get on here and tell you. Um, you're doing great with that uh, rebound rundown podcast, uh, Paul's pick. Of, hey, thanks, man. Paul's pick of the day has been very profitable for me, man. I, <laughs> I, uh, I didn't, I didn't. I'm glad it's profitable for somebody. Yeah, I put my wagers in after I listened today, and um, once I heard you say Drake, <clears throat> I almost crashed my. Tr- I, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was I felt a lot better about my Miami pick, man. But uh, no, man. I was two, I was two and zero to start the NCAA tournament, and now I'm zero and two on the first real days of the tournament. So, yeah, we uh, we started strong and we've come back to earth. No, you're good, man. I I appreciate it. Um, looking forward to what you got for me tomorrow. But anyway, um, <laughs> man, you got You got to love the NCAA tournament, man. I mean, <clears throat> Kennesaw State, you know the story, all that. Everyone's heard about it. Um, they they just they brought it today, man. They they brought it, and uh, I think, <laughs> I mean, we're, we were lucky to get away with that one. But I, in, in my opinion, and you know, just people I've been talking to, it kind of reminds me of last week, right? You almost lose it to Paul. You got to fight, scratch, claw to beat them, and uh, come out and blow out Creighton the next game. So I'm hoping that's what happens on Sunday. I don't know if anyone else feels the same, but kind of kind of feels the same on this end. Just you know, come out and dominate well, pit on, on you know i i'm i'm kind of wondering who do we think and who do we think big blue nation's gonna cheer for on sunday who cares well you know i honestly and that's what ten thousand people might care yeah well i mean i honestly like you I, know because there's the jet there's the jeff capel thing there with pit and then sean miller with arizona and now back to xavier you know that whole you know I'm just curious if, if you know, if, if there's if there's a side that the 10,000 neutrals in attendance will take. I, I don't know. I This might sound crazy, and this in the group text was flying around a little bit earlier, but, I mean, for some reason, this team on the road, they step up to the occasion. And that was, like, the only thing I could say at halftime. I was like, hey, the arena's going to be rooting for Kennesaw State. Maybe that'll get them going because – you look at the game at UConn. You look at the game at Providence, the game we should have won at Marquette. It's like these guys step up to the occasion when the crowd's against them. So, f- shit, man. I hope I hope Big Blue Nation's rooting for Pittsburgh, man. Let them root for them. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Because, I mean, they, yeah. they got going in the second half, and that was the only pop, That was the only thing I could take out of it at halftime. I'm like, I don't know what else is going to happen. I mean, maybe the crowd will get going for Kennesaw State, and that will get these guys going. So, I don't know, yeah. man. It worked out. So, Scott, any chance I see you here? Or are you waiting for Kansas City? Well, that's a great question, Paul. Um, I did see some stuff on Twitter. Now, I've 
I spent a little time at the local Buffalo Wild Wings today, and I was putting away some of those uh, four dollar Millers. So I, I I saw some tweets saying that Boom's mom got stranded in Dallas. Is that? Uh, oh, I have no idea. I did not see any of those tweets. I have no idea. No, I think maybe Doc Doc Rock might be able to help us with that. But I I, I don't know if it's a rumor, but. I do live in the DFW area, so if she needs a ride to Greensboro, I'll take her out there, man. We'll be there Sunday. But otherwise, no, man. I'm I'm just uh, I'm banking on the W Sunday, and we'll be in Kansas City. All right, sounds good. I'll see you, Scott. Thanks for calling in. Hey, one more thing, Paul. Um, before, yeah, I got you. Yeah, uh, you do the rebound rundown, all the local coverage. I love it. Um, any chance you could update us on when? Uh, I've been looking at my bracket. I just I can't seem to find when does Cincinnati play. Oh, you know, that's a great question. You know, uh, they they actually, they play tomorrow. <laughs> not going to lie. What regional is that? Is that, a, is that in Greensboro or? Uh, it's it's the Hofstra Regional. Oh, okay. Gotcha. All right. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. You, you driving up to New York? Uh, no, I don't think I'll make that one, but uh, good, okay. good to know. All yeah, right. I, I've been looking yeah, high and low. Like, I couldn't find it. it. Sure. Yep. Okay. Great. All right. <laughs> See you, Scott. Thanks, Paul. See ya. I do appreciate everybody in here that's listening to the Rebound Rundown all year. Rick has been so great helping with guests and and uh, making that show as good as it has been. Adam's been great all year coming on and and um, have a have a couple more good episodes this weekend. I hope for everybody. All right, more has been waiting for so long to get in here. I see everybody that's requested in. I will get to everybody. Let's get to more. It's been a great space so far. I appreciate everybody spending your St. Patrick's Day evening with me here. All right, more. Um, the little wheelie thing is spinning again, just like Jerome Hunter Fan Club. If I can't get you on, I will. Uh, I'll boot you out and I'll bring you back in. If you can't hear me, all right, more. I'm gonna. I'm gonna remove you more. Just re-request in, and I'll get you in next. All right, Joey. Let's go to you. You've been waiting for a while. Go ahead, Joey. Oh, hey, Paul. Uh, first of all, all thanks and praise to our Lord and Savior, Jerome Hunter, on this beautiful <laughs> Lenten Friday. Um, you know, you might you might have to fill the shoes there. I mean, I haven't seen him back in here in a little while. I that's that's quite an honor. I'm just not him. I'm not like that. That's that is uh, true. Nobody, no. nobody, nobody, nobody is. is. Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, Xavier game. I mean, that's just a gutsy win. Uh, just that's a win that you needed to have. You're going to have games like that where it's not going to go your way against a lesser seed team. And uh, really like the resiliency that we showed. Um, I basically came on here because I wanted to talk a little bit about Pitt. Um, I am a sad sack who's had to watch Pitt basketball for the last 22 years of my life. And uh, yeah, I just, I think. Okay, so what? What can you t- what can you tell the Xavier faithful in here about Pitt basketball? Well, first of all, uh, the roster buildup is uh, kind of like Xavier's, uh, mostly transfer guys, uh, all like veterans, but guys who haven't had much NCAA tournament experience. I think the only guy who's played in the tournament was uh, the guard Nelly Cummings, played for Colgate. Um, yeah, this this team uh, it's it's certainly built uh, to play offense. Uh, not a lot of defense. I mean, you were there today. I don't really know if they were doing anything different 
but I just don't well, think Iowa, Iowa State, State was Iowa making State shots. Really has, yeah, Iowa State really has trouble scoring anyway. So I wasn't like shocked that they only had, you know, yeah. however what I mean. Well, okay, two points in ten minutes and five seconds. That was shocking, that was bizarre. I, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 absolutely. But uh, interesting to hear you say that though, because um, I mean, I was at I was at the first four game on Tuesday night um, mm-hmm. and watched that game against Mississippi State. I was impressed with the pit crowd, and uh, and I you know I'll be honest. I was really impressed with the pit crowd that was here today. Yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun game, and it was it was not a good game, but the mm-hmm. crowd made it a fun game. Yeah, well, that's good to hear. Uh, wish I could have made it out to Dayton the other day, but I unfortunately couldn't. Um, just talking about Pitt, I think um, well, first of all, Jeff Capel, God bless him. He put together a really good roster. He sucks as a basketball coach. Uh, this team is not coached <laughs> very well offensively. They have like no set plays no systems it's just high pick and rolls pick and pops you know driving and then just chucking up threes um i think sule boom's gonna have difficulty uh against the uh guards defensively i think he put kunkel on jamarius burton uh but nelly cummings is still a really good offensive player and i think that uh sule is gonna struggle a little bit there um i think that uh, Blake Hinson is uh, the power forward. I think that he's a game breaker. He's a guy who's going to chuck it up from anywhere, and sometimes he makes it, sometimes he doesn't. Uh, but when he's hot, he's you know he's shooting it from the logo. He's shooting it from everywhere, and uh, it's tough to stop. And then I think that Jack Nunji is going to have to have a field day. Uh, Pitt has a bunch of tall centers, lanky guys. Uh, so if he can really uh, control the post and down low, uh, I think that they'll have a shot. Also, Pitt really struggles against uh, big men who can stretch it out uh, from deep. Uh, looking back, Kyle Filipowski absolutely torched torched Pitt uh, every time that they played them. So, uh, yeah, that's that's really what I'm thinking. All right, Joey, I appreciate your insight. Yeah, Pitt is... Three and one in their last four games. Two of those wins are in the NCAA tournament. One of those wins was in the ACC tournament. And the loss was a 96-69 loss to Duke. And before that, it was a loss to Notre Dame and Miami heading into the ACC tournament. So it's been a rollercoaster over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. All right, Joey, I appreciate you calling in. And uh, let's talk again soon. Yeah, thanks, Paul. All right, you got it. All right, I see Kenny Freeze is in here. Kenny, unmute yourself. Uh, let me hear your thoughts. I saw you tweeting all afternoon through the game. Let let me just let me just hear what you had to say about that one. Well, I mean, I just started off with that. I mean, I was so I had to work today, so I was watching in my office, and it was tough to keep composed. But I'm glad that they came out on top, man. That's what the tournament's all about. And I mean, I, honestly, I don't know what else to say. I mean, you have. You see Jerome Hunter have a career day. I've been saying it on Twitter. I've been talking to my buddies. I feel like that he's the he's the key to us playing well. You know, you have Sule Boom. You have Colby Jones playing well. You've, you've almost come to expect that. But you get Jerome Hunter come out and he's got, I mean, what it was, 24, 25, and like six or seven rebounds and made some really big plays defensively. I mean, obviously everybody else had some big plays, you know, Nunji has the big block at the end and 
Kunkel makes a big three to keep a run going. It, there, a lot of people make big plays, but Jerome Hunter, I'm telling you, in this tournament run is going to be huge. Oh, my God. I mean, Jerome Hunter with 24 points, and, and this is what I said a few minutes ago, how efficient it was, Kenny. I mean, yeah. eight for 11 from the field and eight of eight from the free throw line. He didn't miss. You're not wrong. I'm, I'm telling you, that's the reason that you have games where you're losing by 13, you're losing by whatever we were losing by today. I can't even remember, but you're having a tough game. You know, people aren't hitting shots, whatever it is. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit biased, but I feel like the bigs are the ones that keep you in the game, in those type of games. And he really came out and just had a hell of a game. What What do you think about it? What What do you think it is about him, Kenny, that, that makes him so, I don't know, you know, such a tough matchup or that, that has flipped a switch for him here this year? I think the big thing is that a lot of teams, I don't know another word other than that a lot of teams disrespect him. And they put guys like, if you watch the Big East Championship game, Kolick was on him the whole game. I mean, that's that's not something that you should let happen as the Xavier offense. You know what I'm saying? And today, I mean, Nunji always draws the big guy, the big defender, and he generally has a mismatch. In the games that I've seen where he's had a chance to really explode like he did today, I mean, that's the big big thing for me. Yeah. Uh, Also, Memphis just lost in absolutely incredible fashion to Florida Atlantic. I don't know if you were watching this game, Kenny, if you had that on TV, <laughs> I, but Florida. I was actually, I've, I've been playing you... indoor golf for my brother-in-law's, my brother-in-law's birthday for the last four hours. So I haven't watched anything other than Purdue losing. Oh my God. Florida Atlantic, just as you, just now, I just looked up right as you were finishing your sentence and they laid the ball in just before the buzzer. 66-65, FAU is going to play FDU. Wow. What a game. What a finish. It's March. It's March. I game. mean, and I was, I was on the roll blob podcast a couple nights ago and we were talking about it. There's just nothing better than March basketball. If you're a college basketball fan, if you're a college basketball player, this is the Mecca. Yes. God, that was not what, what, so today when you're, when you're watching a game like this today for Xavier, how much of this, cause, and I, I said this earlier Tuesday, I mean, Xavier only had 13 minutes of NCAA tournament experience on their roster. It was Adam Kunkel. He played 11 minutes one game and two minutes another game when he was with Belmont. Like, how much does that play into it? Well, I can tell you the thing that I think about more than our players having experience is the fact that you look at their bench and you see – and, I mean, I know there's other guys there and I'm not taking anything away from them, but you see Sean Miller, Dante Jackson, and B.J. Raymond. Yep. That's all. I mean, in my opinion, that's all you need. That's all you need to hear. The players may not have experience, but the coaches do. The assistant coaches have, I mean, all of the coaches, not just, not just the assistants, they have experience playing in the tournament. They know how to handle the mindset of what a tournament needs to be. And just these, like these very small single weekend tournaments where you have to win a 14 tournament. Just kind of yeah. keeping it in that mindset and keeping it in that just this the, just one small step. You just have to make this one small step, and I think that that really helps with the like bigger picture of everything. So, what for people that are listening that don't know the intricacies of the tournament? What are the next two days like? 
you finish the game today. It's such an emotional game. You get back to your hotel room. Now all of a sudden you got to play again to keep your season alive in 48 hours or whenever the game is. What what are these next two days like as far as you know walkthroughs, practice, whatever it might be? And and you know it from Sean. Yeah. What's it like? I, you know the thing is that you just you kind of go from that game and it's a really weird. It's really weird to win the first game, you know, because you have to play another one. So it's like right off the bat, you got 48 hours. You you have to get ready for this next game, and you're playing. You know, whether it be a better or worse opponent, depending on the year or whatever it is, I mean, it really doesn't matter because the tournament is all about, like, just making that next step. You know what I mean? So it's like you get this – after you win that game, the game you're supposed to win, I saw a tweet today from – I can't remember who it was from, but talking about the last time Xavier was in Greensboro. You know, we beat Notre Dame, and the next round we're playing Lehigh. You know, and it's like, you might think that maybe we took like a little bit of a, oh, like, oh, all we have to do is beat Lehigh next. But it doesn't matter if you're playing a better team or a worse team. The mindset's still the same. You go back you, you and you get to the drawing board. You say, like, who are we playing? I mean, you you have, when you win the first game of the weekend, you have 20 minutes to celebrate. And then it's like automatic. You go into scouting the next team. Because the coaches are ready for everything, you know what I mean. They have both teams scouting report. They have everything they need to ready to go. And you're, you take your shower, you get back to the hotel, you're eating your meal, and it's like, all right, here's what we got. And so, I mean, it's it's a really short turnaround, and it's as a player, it's almost tough to deal with it because you're so happy that you won that first round, but at the same time, like you know that you're there for a bigger reason. So. So then, so then, what's what is it like? In and you know, I obviously don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but I, I think it's kind of the follow-up question of that is, you know, between a 48-hour turnaround and then a week turnaround, right? Like, you, if you remember some of those crazy upsets like um, Florida Gulf Coast way back when uh, over Georgetown, and then they go to the Sweet 16, and then they get bounced, you know, in the Sweet 16. Some of these teams, they can pull it off on short turnaround back-to-back. You know, I know St. Peter's last year went to the second weekend and won a right. game, but I, I, I'm just thinking in general – you know, the short preparation time versus having then five days to prepare. Like, just for example, say Xavier wins on Sunday and then has to play, you know, whoever, Penn State or Texas, whoever right. it is. Like, you get – Sean Miller has then five days to get ready for, you know, Penn State or Texas. What's what's the difference there beyond just, you know, more time to prepare? Is it, you, you get back to campus? Like, wh- what's that like? I think – I mean, from a player's perspective, it seems like it seems like what you're saying right now. It seems crazy, you know. Like, how are we gonna how are we gonna have this scattering report and be ready for these guys? But I think from a coach's standpoint, they're much better at looking at like, okay, this could be our potential path to wherever we're gonna be, and they kind of have that ready just in case. You know what I mean? So I think that from a coaching standpoint. Yeah. They're ready for that, but but a player standpoint, you're right. I I agree with you. It it seems really fast, but the coaches are able to look at something in a much bigger picture than you are as a you know twenty year old kid that's playing in the NCAA tournament for the first time. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's just it's crazy looking at this for a Xavier team that for so long had been in the NCAA tournament every year, and you're thinking, okay, this is just it is what it is, and it's funny how. Now you, you kind of, I don't want to say get out of practice, but all of a sudden you're thinking, 
man, it's been five years since Xavier's won an NCAA tournament game. That just yeah. that sounds crazy. Well, and I think a lot of that. I think you saw a lot of that today. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, I watched the game and. <sighs> The, my, I think my, I'm pretty sure my first game in the NCAA tournament was against Wisconsin. And I tell the story all the time because people ask me, what's it like to play in the NCAA tournament? You know, you go through this whole thing, the selection Sunday, the, the conference championship, all this stuff. I played yeah. against West Virginia my freshman year. And the first time that I got to shoot free throws, I airballed my first free throw. And the second free throw, I banked it in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just you almost forget how to play basketball for a little bit because there's so much pressure on you. And anybody that says there's not, and you don't feel it, they're, they're just, they're lying to you because it's just a different feeling. Um, so I think that you still, you saw a lot of that, a lot of those nerves today and a lot of people because they haven't really had that, that tournament experience, but you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that this was our, that this was Xavier's, you know, quote unquote, losing performance. Because they very yeah. well could have lost today. But, you know, going forward, they have a game under their belt. Let's see what they do. So is this a game that you feel like, you know, to go off of that, you get to Sunday and you think, all right, they only made two threes on Friday, and then it becomes kind of a Creighton situation where you get DePaul out of the way and then you go blow the doors off of Creighton because you finally won a game? I, I mean, I'm not putting that – I'm not taking that off the table, that's for sure. But, I, I mean, it's just – you never know how guys are going to react going into the tournament. It's, you just don't. And I think that we have a lot of guys that are very talented and a lot of guys that want to win. And, you know, that competitive mindset and just going into this game, knowing that that first game may have not may not have gone the way that we wanted it to go. But we move on next play. You know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. let's see what happens. And I think that I think you got a lot of guys that are going to step up and they're going to play their game and they're going to be the people that we they're going to be the players that we've watched all year. And the reason why all of us Xavier fans are so excited to see them play in this tournament because we can see the potential in what they're doing. Yeah. All right. One more question for you. And again, you know, you and I know this because, because, you know, I've, I've seen it from a media perspective. You've obviously played in it and know it from a player's perspective. Walk us through just some of the differences in the NCAA tournament between the tournament and like a normal game. And I'm talking you know, the police escort on the bus to the games, mm-hmm. the media coverage, the open locker rooms, all those things that you get there and you think for the, for the first time that you experience it, oh, wow, you know, all of these little things are just so different. Yeah. I mean, so just real quick, let me tell you this. I'm, my phone's at 3% and I'm not at home. So if I get cut off, that's the reason. But um, <laughs> okay, I, I, I get what you're saying. I'll let you go after this. I, I appreciate you. No, I, but I get what you're saying. And I understand the... I I understand the thought process that that stuff would feel different. But from my perspective, when I was at Xavier, there was never a game that wasn't televised. There was never a game that wasn't a big deal to us. And I know that it's the tournament. I, I, I understand that part of it. But from when I was playing, I'd never, I never really felt a difference between from the perspective that you're talking about, the media, the preparation, all these different things, I never felt a difference from that standpoint. Um, but you definitely feel a difference just because you know you're playing in the tournament. And I think that's the biggest thing. There's a – I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I, I really don't know how to explain it. There's just a 
Yeah. I, I'm really having trouble coming up with words and that's not something that usually happens for me, but <laughs> I, I really just, the, the feeling that you get when you're playing an NCAA tournament game, you see, you walk on the court, you see that light blue paint and the bright lights and you're playing in a neutral site. Like those things you definitely feel, but as far as like a preparation or a media standpoint or people talking to you, open locker rooms like Xavier, I never had an open open locker room when I was at Xavier. Um, so I imagine that would be kind of, kind of off putting or weird, whatever, you, however you want to put it. But um, it's just a different feeling that, and that's all I can really say. I can't really put it into words and explain how exactly that feels, but it's sure, definitely, sure. it's definitely tough because you just, yeah. you feel the weight of the, the whole year you're playing for a school, you know, you, you feel the weight of the student body, you feel the weight of all the fans and, in Xavier, you feel at Xavier, you feel the weight of Cincinnati and just kind of like that pressure that's on you. But when you go to the tournament, it's just, you kind of feel the weight of, I only have four chances at this, you know? And like, you just, you really get that. And it just, it, it bundles up into a really weird set of emotions. It's tough to explain. Yeah. Well, Kenny, I appreciate you taking some time here and, for the amount of tweets I get when you join, for people that uh, appreciate you coming on here and taking uh, a few minutes to talk about it, are, are you are you going to uh, be the new just regular co-host for the Roll Blob? I mean, many people are asking. Yeah, well, we're we're talking about it. I don't. We're going to see what happens. We've been I've been talking to the guys and. Them. You have an agent. Do you, do you need contract negotiations <laughs> here? Like I'm no I'm no lawyer, but like yeah. I mean, if if we if we need a mediator here between Cap and Kenny, like. I, I'm happy to broker it. I think I think Cap and I have Cap, me, Andy, Coop, all everybody. We all got we all have a pretty open line of communication, and I've been pretty clear <laughs> with them that that's it's their thing. And I just want to, I if I can be a part of it and just have some fun, that would be great. So I, I, I think we're all right right now. All right, Kenny. Thanks. Uh, thank. I mean, we're going to be doing this these phases as long as Xavier's still in the tournament. So anytime you want to hop in and join and talk well, about it, we'd love. I'll to have talk it. to you on Sunday. Oh, that's that's exactly right. See Have you, a good one, man. All right, that's it. All right, we are going to try a fourth time here. Jerome Hunter, unmute yourself, ladies and gentlemen. There he is. I, before ahead, before I get into my stick, I'm, I apologize for the technical difficulties. I like downloaded a different version of Twitter, and like I'm trying to keep this G, so I'm not going to say what I was going to say. But first and foremost, all things and praise to our Lord and Savior, Jerome Hunter. There it is. Finally, Jerome. Uh, Give the people what they want. First and foremost, if you're not following my bets outside of the Catholic parlay, you're, I mean, I am giving you guys free money. The PRA on Jerome Hunter today was 16 and a half. Do you realize he was two, he was two away from that at the end of half, people? I mean, DraftKings is – well, sorry. Here, actually, I'll help you out, Paul. Betfred is literally giving away money, guys. So There it is. Yeah. That's right. That's being a company man. Hey, right you, hey let Trace know. I, I support the brand. But anyways, anyways, <laughs> um, what we witnessed today, I think it has a lot to do with just how Jerome's played this year, right? Obviously, Jerome hasn't had the game from a stat-wise and a performance basis-wise – the entire season, right? But at the end of the day, you know, I think a lot of people, obviously, Jerome's getting a lot of love. 
I think a lot of people are going to look back on this game and be like, well, remember, what, what were the big things? Well, that Nunji block at the end or like that one huge Sule layup at the end, right? But at the end of the day, who at the end of the day is having these great impacts and is not getting all the recognition they deserve? And that's Jerome Hunter. Jerome Hunter went out there today and balled. Balled. Yeah. Yes, he did. Balled. Okay, we're talking about a guy who began his like career, college career, right, at Indiana, didn't start out that hot, and then had the crazy injury with his knee, right? Ends up transferring yep. to a smaller school, Xavier, that initially recruited him. But obviously, at the end of the day, Indiana is kind of a step down from Xavier just in terms of program prestige and that kind of thing, right? He comes here, yep. first year was Travis Steele, and it just does not go to plan, right? No one like most people don't like him. I liked him, but I'm not so I won't I won't use the absolute term, but you know, I mean, he was part of the group last year of people that were just getting endless hate, you know, and obviously it wasn't like he was doing anything good, so it's not like he should be getting praised for doing anything good. But I mean, you know, he was on the bone. And so coming into this, you know, people are like, Well, are we gonna see anything from him? Are we gonna get anything from him? And the Miller connection, guys, is real. They shouldn't be surprised that the brother went to Archie Miller to begin with, left when Archie Miller left, and came to our brother, Sean, and he balled this year. And he finally put it together. He finally had his opportunity to ball out on a national stage. He, think about this, too. At the beginning of the season, even if he thought we were making the tournament, it didn't really cross his mind that he might be a starter in a tournament game. That's No matter what, and obviously I'm not a player, so I don't know what it means personally, but if that's something you take with you for the rest of your life. Let's say I started an NCAA tournament game. I was one representing, and obviously Xavier's a big name. So that, that means a lot, you know? He went out there, and obviously he's not the big point scorer. He's not the Sule Boom. He's not the Colby Jones. He's not the, you know, All-American mention. You know, he's not Joplin stealing six-man-of-the-year awards and crap like that. The kid balled. He had some crazy dunks. He is the best person at the most inefficient shot in basketball. And he just did what he needed to do. And I mean, in honesty, he kind of had a good steal at the end, if we're going to be honest. I know people are complaining about the rest, but brothers, if we're going to keep looking at how they were calling that entire game, they weren't calling that steal the entire game. The kid ball. Well, I, I, I think you make a, a pretty good point about Jerome's transformation here. Because if you remember, I mean, you obviously remember, but and everybody in here remembers. I mean, last year, it, it was an ugly scene. It was... Jerome would get on the court, he'd fire up a three, it wouldn't be anywhere close, and the booze would rain down. And it wasn't it wasn't a good scene. And now to come back this year and to be thrust into the starting lineup courtesy of a Zachary Mantle injury and to now be to the point where he is contributing at the level that he's contributing to where Xavier is advancing in the NCAA tournament because of what he did today. It's just truly remarkable to see the, everything that he's gone through to get to this point. You're, you're absolutely right, Paul. And I think you also just need to take into account, too, the fact of we're, we're the landscape of just athletics and especially college athletics today are it is it's very easy to quit. Right. It is very yeah. easy to give up. It is very easy to be like, you know what? I don't like what's going on here. I'm going somewhere else. I'm, yeah. And. and he didn't do that. He said, you know what? I don't care that all these people are hating me. I don't care that all these people are booing me and this and that, right? I don't care that. For whatever reason, I'm not able to do what I did somewhere else. I'm not able to do what I did in high school, right? 
And he said, I don't care. I'm going to go put in a summer of work. I'm going to come back. I'm going to ball. And guess yeah. what, guys? Guess what? He's balling. He's balling, boys. All right, Jerome, I'm going to leave you in here, and I'm going to add somebody else in here that's that's calling. Jerome, Jerome I'm, I'm leaving you in. All right, Yuli, go ahead. I got to say, that was quite the comeback. That made my day because I had you guys winning, and it was nice to see that. And Jerome Hunter did get snubbed sixth man of the year. Yes, he did. All right, what, what else do you have, Yuli? I mean, I think that. When it comes down to the next round, Nunji is your most important player. He he makes the game-saving plays and hits the clutch shots. I've been saying it all year. So uh, I really hope that you guys win, especially against the ACC team. The ACC is bad this year. And a pit winning against a team that put up 41, it's not a win to be happy about. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you yeah, put up a... forty-one and forty points. You shouldn't even be there. That—that's the worst six seed I've ever seen. Yeah, that was not a good offensive performance today from Iowa State. I mean, they had really struggled at different times this year scoring. I mean, if you if you go back through just some of their their recent games, they they had those couple of wins over Baylor, but I mean, they 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 just yeah they they had struggled all year to score. I mean, you think back to that game. Who was it against? Texas Tech, I think. They were up 23 with like eight minutes left or something crazy like that, and they lost. I mean, that's just, yeah. So now it's Pitt, who moved up 18 spots in Ken Palm today. They were 77th entering the day. Thank you, Nick Kirby. And uh, they are now 59th on Ken Palm after today's game. So, what anything up- else for me, Yuli? What upsets do you want to see tomorrow that you think would uh? benefit saver in the long run yuli yuli wait forget the upsets tomorrow i saw a butler fan in the stands today with a butler jersey was that you i'm in indiana i was not making a troop to see xavier and providence well i look i just had to ask the question it it could have been me or a twin or something i don't know what they look like i don't know they were all the way across the arena but i could see a butler jersey from a mile away Respect to that guy. He just because they're in the tournament doesn't mean he can't go have fun. That's exactly right. All right, Yuli. Thank you. I pre- I appreciate you calling in. Thanks. All right. Thank you. All right. I am. We are having a an issue here with Rick. I've invited him like five. He's trying to get on here, and I've sent him like six different invites, and we're we're having a Jerome Hunter fan club issue with connectivity Jerome Hunter fan club before I let you go here did you have anything else because you had a heck of a day today I don't don't have anything else to say you know I think overall team wise you know it obviously didn't go how we planned but we survive and we advance right actually you know what stay on here one more time Jerome Hunter fan club because I'm gonna add somebody I'm gonna I'm gonna add somebody else you might know if this is if if he connects sir boy wonder unmute yourself Sir Boy, you are you are in the chat, Sir Boy Wonder. Paul, how are you doing? Congratulations, by the way. That was a great win for you guys. That was cool to see over in Columbus. So for so for anybody that does not know Sir Boy Wonder, he is a loyal listener of all of the shows that we put on at Chatterbox Sports every single day. And uh, he is he is somebody that has uh, been around Chatterbox Sports for the last 
eight months or so in that YouTube chat and has uh, connected with the brand. So, Sir Boy, what do you have for me today? It sounds like you're driving. Are you coming home from Columbus? Yes, I am. I actually just left the town about 20 minutes ago. Paul, can we talk about this Purdue-FDU matchup real quick? I know this is a thing. So you were at the game? Yes, I was there. Okay, walk the people through it. Paul, I have been to, I have seen Reds playoff games at home. I was at the playoff games last year for the Bengals. I've seen Homer Bailey throwing his no-hitter. Paul, that may be one of the best games I've ever seen in person of all sport that I've ever been to. It was back really? and forth. I mean, just when you think Purdue was about to put the clamp on them and just start just stuffing them right out of the gym, FDU had an answer. Um, I'm trying to think of the guard's name. Gosh, it's slipping my mind right now. But he was absolutely sensational today. Them guys had everything for Zach Eady. I am... I, I, I can't tell you, I'm absolutely stunned. Absolutely stunned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man, just unbelievable. I mean, that, that for the first time I've ever seen an NCAA tournament live, that was all I could ever ask for. That was awesome. But, um, oh, yeah. And I, I mean, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know what else well, to do. Well, with I, that. I, I think what, one of the most fun things on my end with it was that they they put the <clears throat> excuse me they put the game um, they put it on the jumbotron down here in yeah, Greensboro yeah. they put it up on the they put it up on the jumbotron and the entire arena was chanting FDU oh, wow. as it, it, it was, was crazy like what like halfway through the game next thing you know all these FDU chants and Paul there I'll be honest there was not a big Purdue contingent there and I am very really? shocked by that. I mean, they had their little space right there behind the Purdue bench, but they, I mean, I mean, obviously there really wasn't much to cheer about because FDU. I mean, they were. I mean, even when they got down by three a couple different times in the second half, they would literally just go down and quickly score and then steal the ball back. It was unbelievable. I mean, I well, even, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, and I know UMBC beat Virginia by a huge amount. By I think it was twenty points five years ago or whenever when they beat Virginia as a number one seed. Man, this was impressive. Very impressive, in my opinion. Well, I, I just, to me, I, I just can't believe, well, when you say that about Purdue, because I was out in Portland, and the Purdue crowd in Portland was incredible. I, yeah, and, I know. You know it, 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 it almost makes me wonder, Sir Boy, if they uh, if the Purdue crowd was waiting to make the trip until the next round, you know, just – Wait until Sunday. And a buddy of mine that he is a good friend with a Purdue alum, and he was asking him how he felt about going into the tournament because you got Zach Eady, you seven foot four. I mean, geez, he was coming into the game hot. I think in the Big Ten championship, he was averaging what, 22, 23 points a game? Absolutely. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know the exact number, but it was. Yeah, wild. he was just falling out. And I, w- and I just, I was absolutely stunned. I can't, after you, I don't know what their game plan was, but man. They, I mean, he didn't have a single bucket. He got his last points within about 10 minutes to go in the game. He didn't make, or he didn't, I'm pretty sure he didn't score a single bucket afterward the rest of the way. Well, yeah, I just don't understand how, if you are Purdue, watching the end of that game, I just do not understand how you don't go into Zach Eady more than they did. Because their guards were missing shots, and I believe you've said this multiple times this year. Whenever they lose games, it's because those guards cannot make shots. And Paul, 
it was brick after brick after brick. Just when you think. Well, yeah, I mean, Serbo, you've listened. You've listened to as much that I've said over the last three months as anybody else in this chat has has listened to what I've said. Absolutely. And that's all. I, that's that's all we've been saying. And you're exactly right, Sir Boy. When they're missing shots, it means things aren't going well. And that's exactly what happened. And I just don't understand for a team that has lived and died by by Zach Eady all year. I just don't understand why they didn't live and die by him in the last 12 minutes. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I, I just, man, I'll tell you what, FDU, they deserve that. They they wanted that game, and they went out and took it. it they they absolutely earned that game. There was, it was no fluke. Yeah, there were a couple interesting calls that I kind of didn't agree with, but all in all, I, they deserve that game, Paul. It was one of the more impressive just when you think the number one seed's going to start clamping down on the 16th seed and they're going to run away with it, and Zach Eady's going to go off and Newman, and and it's just they FDU had an answer. And it's congratulations to them. They earned it. Absolutely earned it. Sir Boy, do you have any other thoughts on the NCAA tournament? How did you like going to the game? How did you like the environment? Anything else? Oh, it was great, man. That was awesome. I just hope maybe soon – Hopefully down the road, Chris Holtman and the Buckeyes will make their way back into the tournament. <laughs> man, it was ugh, rough for my Buckeyes this year. But, no, Paul, it was great. Absolutely wonderful, cool. I don't think I could have asked for a better first four games I've ever been to in my life to see in the tournament. Five. Awesome. But um, Well, that's great. That's great to real hear. Real quick, before I go, I just want to ask you, when I saw – what was going through your mind when – Jack Nunji made that unbelievable block because I didn't get to see any of the game. They didn't really pop the game up much except like right as it was right when we were at halftime and it was probably about, I don't know, seven minutes to go or whatever. And all I did was saw your tweet and you said just Jack Nunji and exclamation with an exclamation point. And I was just wondering, and I didn't get to see until the photo that was tweeted out later. Unbelievable. I can't, that was probably one of the best plays I've ever seen Jack Nunji make. Yeah, I I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at Nunji, you know, coming around as as they're driving as Kennesaw State's driving to the hoop, and there comes Nunji off the opposite block, and he comes over to swat the ball away, and it was just such a well timed, it was just such a well timed good defensive play, time the time the shot right at its peak, so it wasn't a goal ten. I mean, just. It was so well executed. Um, I mean, he saved the day. I mean, Jerome Hunter won the yeah. game, but Jack Nunji, but Jack Nunji saved the day. I heard he went off. Oh, yeah. Yes. He absolutely did. Man, unbelievable. Were you starting to get a little yeah. bit of jitters, though, with Sean Miller? Because uh, please forgive me because I'm not – I'm I've totally been out of watching college basketball until this year. So forgive me. I – but I always felt like Sean Miller when he was with it, with Arizona, he would always get into these games where he was supposed to beat the team by double digits, and then he would all, and then he would falter away the game. Did you kind of get that same feeling today, for a little bit? Well, I didn't. I didn't so much think that it was a a coaching thing today as it was. Okay. I think the guys yeah. were just kind of playing tight. I think they were just kind of playing tight. And, you know, I mean, yes, to your point, like Sean, in his time at Arizona, he made the Sweet 16 in 2017, but that was the year that Xavier beat them. They upset them. 
He made the Elite Eight twice between 15 and 14, didn't get to the Final Four, won the, got to the Sweet 16 and 13, got to the Elite Eight and 11. He's been there, but it's, all, you know, it's the Final Four that's eluding him, and it's the same thing that's eluded Xavier, and I think that's a big reason why he came back to Xavier. You know, the career goals and the program's goals aligned, and you know now he's, he's uh, three games away from, from doing that. Absolutely. Paul, well, congratulations to Xavier. They earned that, especially with Jack Nungy. That's one of the best blocks I've seen all year. And, um, Paul, thank you for for reinstilling my love for college basketball with your podcast. Absolutely appreciate it. Absolutely. Sir Boy, boy, I appreciate you always uh, tuning in and tweeting at me and and sending messages every day. Yeah, sorry for blowing your phone up, by the way. Sorry about that. No, I, not, <laughs> I figured you'd want to see what was going on in Columbus, though, man, because that was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Do not apologize. That was fantastic. Thanks for calling in, Sir Boy, and I'll talk to you Absolutely, soon. Absolutely, bud. Thanks, bud. All right. Bye. See ya. All right. So I'm going to go back to more here. Also, I have tried about eight times to get Rick in this chat, and for some reason his phone is not connecting. Hopefully more. Hopefully you figured it out here. Um, it could very well be my signal. Uh-oh, more. You've been waiting around for a long time. Um, oh, no. More, I'm very sorry. I don't know if you... I can't hear you more. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remove you. Just, just rejoin real quick. Just rejoin, and I'll add you in next. All right, Brendan. Man, I'm wondering if this is something on my end. Brendan, go ahead. Well, I, I know we're talking a lot of Xavier on this space, but how about the, the fantastic nightcap that we've been given? The electric Oh my god, did you see did you see what just happened with TZU? Yeah, I know. I, I was hoping I uh, I don't know. I was kind of jitterish about when I would come on the space because I'm watching on my computer on god-awful youtube tv that's now charging me an arm and a leg but it was on like a 10 second delay so yeah i'm I'm glad i caught the end of it though man what a game what a game tcu moving on i thought arizona state might win that game and uh tcu especially without eddie lampkin good for them that that would have been wild if tcu did win because that would have meant three of the four first four teams won a round of 64 game and what's I, there's some stat, and I wish I had it in front of me, about how often a first four team then wins in the first round. I forget what the stat is, but I, it's, I thought I it's so many years in a I, so many years in a row. Yeah, I thought I saw the tweet earlier tonight. It's like every year since 2011, not counting, of course, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean that. Well, yeah, because VCU was in the first four. They went to the final four. Um. I'm trying to think year by year. Yeah, that that would check out. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and that's always been the classic argument of the teams that get in and then immediately get to play again and win another game. Did, do you have any uh, Do you have any Xavier thoughts? I know we've been talking a lot about it, like you said, but do you have any Xavier thoughts? Yeah, I did. It, it, it just came to me probably about a half hour ago. Uh, it, it almost reminded me of the DePaul game last week where I, it's not necessarily the – Kennesaw State was shooting lights out. It's just that Xavier wasn't doing enough on their end. But, um, you know, they made that late comeback to eventually pull it out. And 
part of me hopes that this weekend follows the uh, Big East tournament arc and Xavier just ends up blowing out Pitt like they did Creighton. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that now that they have a game out of the way, I think that a lot of a lot of people would probably be feeling a whole lot more confident now about this uh, this Pitt game on Sunday. Whenever this game is, we still don't have times for Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of hoping it's uh, Paul. I forget if it was you or someone else that I, I again I saw the tweet because uh, it's in the same pod as UK. I'd, I'd hope it's be it'd be later because unfortunately I am working during the day. Yeah, I don't know what time it is. I know UK will probably get a primetime slot. Um, I think, so I just got a text. Um, I So the game times last year on Sunday were 12-10, 240, 510, or sorry, 515, 610, 710, 745, 840, and 940. My guess would be, and this is just purely speculation, my guess would be that Z- that Xavier and Kentucky would be the – Xavier would get the 5-15 game and Kentucky would get the 7-10 game because the 7-45 and the 9-40 game – well, now the 7-45 and the 9-40 game would go to the West Coast games. Those would be the games that were being played out on the on the late time zone. So, but I, I can't, I, I, I do I, think there's it, a chance it gets pushed to later in the afternoon because the, the Saturday Sunday games in the first weekend are like, they're, they're backloaded. You get those two standalone games and almost three standalone games at 12, 15, 240 and five fifteen. Yeah. So, it, so I, I would, I would suspect that Xavier, would probably be at either 1210 or 515. And just because I say that, it's probably going to come out in 20 minutes and Xavier will be at 745. So I'm not going to sit here and spend much more time talking about it. I do think, though, that uh, that you'll see – I mean, because it's going to be – they're going to want to put Kentucky in one of the better time slots. So um, whenever that is. Yeah, and besides seeing Trace Jackson Davis just dunk all over Kent State, I think – the, those tip times are probably the last thing to look forward to before the night's over. Yeah. I, uh, I have Indiana up here on the TV here as my, my eyelids are beginning to shut. And, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, this, this Kent state team was a team that a lot of people picked to win the, uh, to win this game against Indiana. But again, a lot of those trendy upsets, sometimes those aren't the ones to pick. It's the ones that come out of nowhere. Like, our, our good friends up there at Fairleigh Dickinson. Yeah, I mean, my, I, I hate to be this guy, but my bracket was gone within six hours because I picked Arizona. So I'm I'm just having fun now. I'm watching the games and enjoying seeing all these small schools win. Oh, so here's what I will also add. Um, at Chatterbox on what is today, Friday, on yet Wednesday, I think, Wednesday at Chatterbox uh, on the show, Reed, who called in earlier, Reed and I and Casey McAllister, who's our, our other producer, the three of us did a random wheel for every game in the NCAA tournament. So we put favorite and underdog just by seed, so not by gambling line, just by you know seed line, favorite or underdog. And we picked every game of the NCAA tournament. And we just spun the wheel on you know wheelofnames.com or whatever it is, and just spun the wheel. Two things I will tell you. 
One, the wheel picked Fairleigh Dickinson over Purdue. That's incredible. And it also picked Xavier to win the national championship. And if you don't believe me, it is all on YouTube. You can go watch it. It was 15 minutes of thrilling podcast entertainment of watching a wheel spin 63 times. But it's all on there. And Xavier somehow, way won the national championship. It was incredible entertainment. But it did pick Fairleigh Dickinson over, uh, over Purdue. But that's all I have to say on that. Yeah, but that's all I got for you. Paul. Right. I just wanted to offer All right, thanks, Brennan. Yep, good talking to you, Paul. Appreciate it, man. All right, I am going to go now to Champs McGee. Champs will be our last call of the night. Champs, go ahead. Unmute yourself, champs. You're on. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, Nada, champs? Just watching, uh, hoping Kent State rocks it out here. <laughs> it comes back 14 in three minutes? Yeah, it ain't happening, but you never know. It's been a wild tournament. Hope hope springs eternal, champs. Hey, I just want to say, you know, it can't be overstated, the, the coaching job that Sean Miller has done. A team that last year was hoisting up random three-pointers from half court out of rhythm to a team that is spacing the floor, passing to the open man, coaching on concepts, not running set plays. It's amazing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious. I kind of came in a little late. I was wondering – have you guys seen anything about the rim gate at at Greensboro? <laughs> yeah, so I, that's funny you say that. So yes, there was there was a uh, there. I guess the the rim at the at the um, end that Xavier shot at in the second half of the game, it was adjusted twice today. So I watched them do it. They adjusted it after the Xavier and uh, I. Before the Iowa State game, I guess it was in pregame warmups. One of the coaches or one of the players or somebody went out and realized that maybe there was a little off or something, so they went up and adjusted it. Um, I actually have. Hold on, I'll pull up the email here. One for fourteen, both teams for three pointers. Yes, hold got on. That I will pull the up. Floor. I just got the official statement from the NCAA. If anybody cares about this, I will read it to you. This is from the NCAA. This is what I got in my inbox. Iowa State asked us during pregame warmups to check if the rim was level. And again, this is the rim that Xavier shot at in the second half. Building personnel checked it and made a minor adjustment prior to the game beginning. That would have been the Iowa State game. We offered them additional warm-up time, but they declined. So, Oh, that was our second half rim, not the first half? That was the second half rim. Ah, okay, okay. Yes. You know what I will actually say about the the first half rim, and this is it's it's kind of funny. This is such a small thing that I noticed. I made this comment to Adam Baum um, at at halftime. There is a difference, you know, when you look at these nets that are like small, tiny, tight nets, and sometimes you see these bigger nets, and uh, it's just like an optics thing. Um, it was kind of funny that the net on the on the right side of the court felt a little tighter than the net on the on the left side of the court. I don't know. Those are some of the funny little things you notice. But as far as like that adjustment, yeah, they did adjust it um, after the Iowa State game. Or, yes, before the Iowa State game. And then, again, they took the ladder out there after the Iowa State game. Um, I think before the Kentucky game, guys were dunking and pregame, you know, all that stuff. So they went out and adjusted it. 
Um, I don't really know what to read into that, but it, it did happen. Well, I guess it's moot because I was thinking it was our first half rim because at that rim, both teams were one for 14. No. Yeah, it was the rim in the second half. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not surprised Jerome Hunter had, went off. He didn't really go off. He he fell into it, and we knew the mismatches were there. We were trying to get it to him. We even had turnovers trying to get it to him. Yep. And, uh, you know, you, you're when we're, our offense is just lean and mean, and I picked Xavier to win the national championship on my pool, not because I was like I'm picking Xavier, but all these one seeds have issues, you know, injuries, coaching issues. And uh, Alabama's got, you know, all these off-court issues. I was just – I kind of fell into it. But, you know, all these players are just playing in the moment. And, you know, nobody was hitting. And, you know, Jerome was in the moment. And he, he came to play. I mean, just the energy was there. And, you know, every every player is going to have their, their game. What I love about this Xavier team is that we just don't take a lot of bad shots. And it – and there were times even Kunkel, the guy that was jacking it from half court last year, he there were times I was like, dude, shoot it. And he was you know, he was passing first. Yeah. And I just love it about this team this year. Yeah. You know, you're right. You're absolutely right. All right, champs, I appreciate you calling in. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. All right. I said that was the last call, but I have one more. And I will get downvoted into oblivion if I don't take this call. Nate, I've added you. The little the little spinny thing is next to your name. Oh no. It's not it's not accepting your call, Nate. Elon silencing you, Nate. This is the third different person that hasn't been able to connect tonight. Rick couldn't connect, Moore couldn't connect, and now Nate can't connect. Um I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. Nate's out of here. Yeah, it won't. It, won't, it doesn't work. Nate, I'll give you one more chance here to call in, but it might be a connection issue. Otherwise, um, I will check Twitter one more time. I was just on it a few minutes ago. My goal was to get this uh, to get this space to the end of the night in college basketball, and there are 37 seconds and counting in the Kent State and Indiana game. Indiana's up by 14. They are going to move on. They have not released the game times yet for Sunday, which means that we will sign off of here. We do not know when Xavier and Pitt will play. Um, hold on. I'm going to try one more time, Nate. Get you in. But I think this – I don't think it's going to work. No, it's not working. I'm sorry. I tried. I don't know why. All right. I'm signing off of here. Xavier will play Pitt for a chance to go to the Sweet 16. That game will be at a time still yet to be determined. It is 12.42 p.m. Um, I'm debating going out to get some late-night Taco Bell. I'm starving. I would love to get some Taco Bell, get something to eat, rest, recover, rejuvenate, recuperate. Uh, Xavier does have a media session tomorrow. That is in the early afternoon. They are the first media session of the day, so if you're looking for some more content tomorrow we'll have you covered um and i'm trying to think if there's anything else rebound rundown i will have a rebound rundown published 
for tomorrow morning. That is with Adam Baum. We recorded it right after the Xavier game today. So plenty of news and nuggets in that. And I will have you covered with interviews, everything else. Adam is writing his stories for the Cincinnati Inquirer. Rick Broering has you covered through 24-7 with Musketeer Report. Um, we have you covered all over the place. So if you haven't subscribed to any of that, make sure you go do that. Otherwise, um, I will be tweeting out. If you haven't followed me on Twitter, I know some of you in here haven't followed me. Um, I'll be tweeting out um, you know, some of the, uh, the game times or some of those things as this goes on if we get those times here in the next few minutes. I'll probably stay up till we get the game times because I'm going to guess that they get announced tonight. Um, but that is it. I appreciate each and every single one of you spending your St. Patrick's Day Friday night with us, and that'll do it. Xavier will play Pitt for a chance to go to the Sweet 16. That'll be on Sunday. See you later, everybody.